Should I business? Go, Go back, back to your drinks. drinks. Hello, I'm Roger Heathers. Welcome to the Weekly Song Podcast, where my co-host Declan Kitchener and I Hello. each write one song in the space of seven days. We won't have heard each other's songs until we meet to record the podcast, at which point we discuss chords, lyrics, influences, and the challenges of writing our weekly songs. This is episode 43. Hello, Declan. Hello. Playing the background music ever louder every week. <laughs> well, one day I'm going to work out what I'm doing in that bit. I liked it. It was good. It's, uh, yeah. I think it shows my artistic side and, uh, like, the, the way that I can truly put together random clusters of notes and no one knows what the hell is going on. Exactly. And that's basically what the whole <laughs> podcast what, is. That's what it's all about. That's what it's all about. Um, so, hello if you're a new listener here. And uh, hello to any returning listeners. Yes. More and more of those recently. Yeah, exactly. We were talking about that and we were thinking... Uh, of asking for a call to action. Uh, so we were going to March ask... on the government! That was yesterday. Oh. <clears throat> um, we were going to ask if you could email in at weeklysongpodcast at gmail.com or comment on the SoundCloud or the Facebook or whatever you're listening on because there's, like, there's loads of you guys. and it's, We're getting, like, over 100 listeners a week now, which is weird. We used to celebrate at the start of this when we had, like, one or two. And that was you and me. Yeah, so <laughs> it was just us listening back to see, you know, oh, it sounds all professional. So we want to ask you to email us um, at the email address of state before weeklysongpodcast.gmail.com or any of our other outlets and tell us what song you've heard this week that has really stuck with you. Yeah, like what's really excited you. And then we, we'll go and have a listen to it. Basically, what we're telling you to do is to give us new music to listen to. Pretty much, yeah, something that you've enjoyed or even like recently it doesn't even have to be this week but just recently just get in yeah. touch and we'll give it a listen and uh maybe, just maybe you'll get a shout out something that's really not you for six exactly um so talking of things that yes. not people for six i hear that you have written a brand new composition this week can i just say i've never heard the phrase not people for six before really really oh you're weird well, there we go. There's a call, another call to action. Leave a comment here saying if you've heard the phrase hit for six before. I've heard on the radio you should never tell... Well, this is the radio, but you should never tell people to do two things at once. Oh, well, we're not the radio. We're a podcast. Our, our listeners are better than radio listeners. They're capable of multitasking. I believe in you. And they found us. They went out of their way to find us. Exactly, yeah. Also, here's another call to action. Let's just put out loads of calls to action. <laughs> Tell us how you found us, because I, I, I have no idea. Apart yeah. from, you put some stuff on Reddit, didn't you? I, I used to a while ago. Years ago, when we were in our early 20s. Yeah. Uh, that's depressing for... Um... So, uh, I've written a new song in a week, as you were just alluding to, probably a second ago once we've edited. <laughs> <laughs> once we've cut out that vast chasm of conversation, yes. <laughs> exactly. And um, I wrote, for the first time ever... In this, in the history of this challenge of writing a song in a week, I wrote on the first day. I've never done that before, and I'm I'm pretty pleased with myself. I should point out that when I actually got here to record today, he did actually say, "I've actually forgotten my song." <laughs> and another first for the podcast, we had to go into separate rooms, and I played my, I practiced my song in separate rooms, so Declan couldn't hear. Um, and uh, I thought you were playing your song in here, but it turns out you were playing um I was playing, another song. I was playing a song by Boundless Brothers. Uh, which, um, go and check them out, they're really good. And if Joan's listening, I think Joan does listen, Joan's a big Boundless Brothers fan, so hello Joan. Ah, fantastic. I used to be in them. <laughs> um, so this song, 
I should probably explain this afterwards, I guess, but it's not too dissimilar from the, my song from the previous episode because I wrote it the day afterwards and I didn't realise quite how many of the same influences impacted the song as they did. But see if you can spot them. If you wanted me to stay You'd have to ask me twice To reconcile the feeling that I'm lost Where do you want me to be Inside your luxury at home If you wanted to appease You'd have to spend your life To recognize the way we used to be Thank you. I don't know if I mentioned it before, <coughs> Sorry. But, but the song's called Honestly I Will. And um, yeah, I wrote it on the first day and uh, I don't know if you could recognise any of the same qualities as the previous week. Well, you were sort of, it was much less this time, but you were sort of restraining yourselves to D's, G's, E minors, like basic uh, chords, but you were throwing a few more uh, unusual ones in there. Mm. I must say though, that first part of that really reminded me of Green Day. Hmm. Like, uh, they're sort of softer huh. side, like 21 Guns, Good Riddance, that sort of thing. Well, like the, the opening riff? Uh, that, but also like the chord movements in the first bit. I think I see what you mean. It's almost like, wake me up when September ends. Yeah, I guess you see what you mean by like that. Um, but that's a good thing. When I was younger, I was really into Green Day. You were more into like the early stuff, weren't you? Like, um, yeah, the heavier stuff that I don't know about because Dookie I'm... and Nimrod. Good albums. You get, you should get them if you get a chance. I have Dookie. Ooh, what about Nimrod? It's a good album. I don't have Nimrod. Insomniac. Nope. Um, Kerplunk. Anyway, but it's, um, yeah, it's really Dookie good. The one with um, Basket Case on it. That's the one, Basket yeah. Case. Yeah, that's like the that's the best one. Best album cover as well, I reckon, of, of Green Day's catalogue. But yeah, um, it's quite similar to the previous week, and I noticed the main thing that's really similar to the previous week is um, this song opens with If you wanted me to stay And the previous week starts with I love that he literally just turns the paper over <laughs> the <page laughs> to highlight how connected these two songs are It's in the same, well, the other one was a semitone higher, but essentially if I'm playing it in the same key it goes 
If I didn't have to win you. So, so it's, it's the same, the same melody. Up. And it's an if I didn't as well. Yeah. So it's it's pretty much the same thing. But they uh, they develop in quite different ways, I feel. I hope so. Because this one feels more like um, you're setting up a verse structure and then you just go into this other little bit that sort mm. of spreads and then becomes the end, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, it's it's a shorter song. And also, I think the chord movements are a little bit... Because obviously last week I said to you that I was trying to impose um, a a challenge on myself where I used less chords and tried to get more out of those rather than using more chords. Whereas this mm. song uses... Um, like more diminished rundowns and exactly yeah diminished rundowns and just I kind of don't hold back so much on the um, you know uh, chord substitutions and inversions and things like that hmm. um, and uh, let's see here I kind of cycle through the old um, circle of fifths type of thing at the end where I just go through these chords just sound so good when you play them through and it's been used in so many different songs in Carpenter's songs and all that sort of thing um, and hey. Carpenter's songs, and other songs, and Carpenter's songs. And then I kind of threw in this that I haven't done before, which is if I'm playing in G, I'm going down to E, so that would be the major six rather than the minor six, which it would normally be. Yeah. Um, and then A minor, D, and then from here I'm going to B7, B7 with a C in it. And then E minor, A7, D7, which obviously brings you back to the G. But putting that C on the uh, B7 really uh, sort of strongly suggests where the melody should go. At Absolutely. Least in my ears. Well, if, if you're doing. Um, it's almost like. It just really wants to drop to that chord. Yeah. Um, and also, as part of that section, I've been quite interested recently in. Um, playing a progression where I'm going to a different chord but I use one of the the chords that don't quite fit as part of the melody so I go her eyes won't wait forever it just gives it that extra little bit of um movement you know for clarity what he's doing is going g f e as opposed to what you may normally do if you were writing something like that which should be going from g to f sharp which is more in keeping with the actual G scale instead of. Mm. <laughs> and now I've broken my. No, I joke. But um, that just gives it that different um, movement. Um, and also, I mean, thematically, it's it's similar to last week's song as well. Last week's song, as you recall, uh, or you may not, is was about. Um, Hopefully, you do. Trepidation. Hopefully, we're retaining listeners. Yes, I hope so. Hopefully, it's not like a hundred different listeners every week. <laughs> it's completely fresh. Um, but last week's uh, song was about sort of trepidation about meeting somebody mm. for the first time and trying to overcompensate when you should just relax. Um, and this song is kind of about the same sort of thing. I mean, it was what was on my mind at the time. Um, it's kind of just about giving less to a situation when everything in you is saying, give more, give more, prove yourself, prove yourself. Just give less and be yourself and... Take it chill, yo. Take it chill, yo. And just go and do something that frightens you a little bit, I guess. Mm. But, um, yeah, it's a really short one, and uh, I can't really think of much more to say about it than that. Um, but it's a really nice one. It's really you. compact, if yeah. that makes sense. Yes, exactly. It's, it's supposed to be like a little 
not quite as compact as like you know your majesty her majesty by the beatles your yeah. majesty um but her majesty's a pretty nice girl but she doesn't have a lot to say boom 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 yeah but yeah it's just that sort of like short song with like a really short message to it um it feels like yeah. it would fit as part of a medley you saying her majesty really sort of yeah uh put that in my head but yeah i'd like to see more done with that yeah exactly i mean it, I think I could probably fit into a medley or something like that, but it's kind of based off of those sort of like Elliot Smith songs that are like quite short, quite compact, and don't really have too much about them. But it's like one short little package, and then it's over, you know. Yeah. But so here's yeah. my idea. I present it to you. I'm buggering off to do a new idea. Now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But that's pretty much it. Let's hear your song. Oh dear. Oh dear. Oh dear. Yeah, so my song this week is called Hand of Gold. Ooh. And uh, don't read too much into that. It doesn't mean anything. <laughs> and, yeah, written, or at least the words were written on the last day. So here we go. It's probably going to take a couple of goes.
made a slight mistake in the uh, bridge there. Well, I mean, we are playing these songs for the first time each time, so I'm sure they can be forgiven. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, that song was basically written around uh, that main riff. <laughs> And it was written specifically around that sort of chord there. Yeah. Because I've been listening to Highly Suspect's first album, Mr. Asylum, and there's a song on that called Lydia, uh -huh. which has this great riff that goes... Which um, features as its second and third chords. Uh, the shape is if you're playing a five on the um, E string, you would then play a four on the D string. Which suggests some tonality there. I can't remember what chord that's actually meant to be. Probably a minor, uh, for example. Uh, a minor with the third on top. It's really like uh, jarring. When you first played it, I was like, I was like, does that fit the melody and then the second time I was like yeah it does fit the melody and the third time I was like does it? <laughs> you know it's like a constant oh, that, question. That's just because I'm a bad singer um, but, No because um, it's so out of it's out of key it feels like it. I'm not sure but uh, basically what I like about the Lydia riff is that it suggests the tonality and the fuller chord even without mm. uh, any proper backing there and it still retains a lot of its power when you play it on an acoustic right as opposed to like some riffs when you play them for example like crazy train mm -hmm. like still a cool riff and everything yeah you haven't really got the power of distortion there to help you mm. uh, so it was just built around trying to incorporate that so it's octaves g sharp and f sharp for the first two And then it's uh, B flat on the E string and F on the D string, moving up a semitone. And then moving to that Lydia shape on the B flat, so now you're playing a D there with a B flat as well. Move that up to the ninth. And then running down from B octaves back to G sharp. It's almost classical when you play it that slow, you know? Like those sorts of shapes. Yeah, it is. <laughs> um, for, for the listeners, Declan did say the shapes he's playing, but it's interesting that it's all on the low E and the D string, essentially, right? Yes, that riff. Yeah. It's, that's a really unusual way of playing the guitar, and it works really well. It works to a really interesting effect. Well, it's kind of nice uh, thing about acoustic guitars that you sort of can almost have like the melody and the bass sort of separate from each other but still suggesting the full chord like a really good example of that is Blackbird where like mm. um, you've got the G running throughout it but then you're just moving mostly on the fifth string and mostly on the second string to produce your notes yeah. Which then produces chords. Uh, this is a bit more basic uh, and a bit closer together, but it's still the same sort of thing. Particularly when, like, the bottom line is. Uh, 
and the top line would be something like that. But yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, they're not identical, which uh -huh. is when you get that sort of chord. It's a really cool riff, actually. That would sound like even better on electric guitar. I haven't tried it yet, but I plan to. One time. And then the chorus is nothing too special. It's just a B, B flat, uh, E flat minor with a B bass, and G minor, a uh, G sharp minor. Just. I love the bit where you go to the um, F major. F major seven. Uh, yes, F major seven, which is just. Uh, F major shape, but I'm leaving the toppy open. So. I know what I wanted to say. Uh, That's just, a good movement to go. Is that like is that like the middle eight part? Essentially, yeah. Okay. And the idea is that if you were desperate to, you could put a guitar solo in made of verse chords afterwards. Mm -hmm. um, only if you really wanted to, though. Um, uh, and that's about it musically. Uh -huh. uh, words are not, they don't actually mean anything this week because I sort of got to a point where it got to the last day of writing and I thought, right, I need to get something written. Mm -hmm. And, oh, sorry, excuse me. I got to a point where I needed, I got to the last day and I got to the point where I needed something written. And I knew that a couple of mates of mine were coming up uh, from uh, down south uh, for a couple of days so uh, not for a couple of days for the evening so I thought right okay I won't be driving this evening I'll have a couple of drinks like get a little bit not drunk but like um, tipsy I think is the word uh, I'll write now and then I'll edit tipsy <laughs> didn't actually work out that way sadly uh -huh. um, didn't actually drink enough to uh, get tipsy but uh, oh yeah, but I had a lovely evening. Responsible out, young man. Responsible young man, yeah. So they were meant to be edited tipsy and sort of see what that would produce. So. Ah, oh, that, that would be good. That would I mean, they're great as they are, but. Well, you say that. It's literally just stream of consciousness. Like, um, I, I often say, like, oh, I've written this by the seat of my pants. I was just literally writing one line after another. This week, I genuinely was. Like, literally, mm. the first thing that came into my head was. Uh, uh, first thing that I worked into shape. It's very quick writing. But um, that's why you have lines. Feel a hand of gold. Okay, King Midas. Okay, Midas is the next line. <laughs> Fit into your idol parade. I know parade is a Prince album which has got Kiss on it, so the next line is a sign of the time. <laughs> oh, to so set it's you literally butter. like word association. A little bit sometimes, yeah. Uh, Worry shall not be a phoenix. To when in the ash of despair, what do you do when you despair? You act all valiant, so that's the next line. Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> what I like about the bridge is essentially like, meaning is that you have to go out there and get it, despite the fact that there's none of that an offer in this song at all. It's literally <laughs> just like, you know, it's all meaningless, you know. Go out and find some meaning. Not here in this song, mind you. Yeah, there is no meaning. Literally, it's just words put together. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I think that's about all I can say for that one this week. I find it interesting that both you and I 
both have these songs this week, but there's not a great deal to say about them. You yeah, know, like, I, f- I found that with mine, and I'm I'm, ge- I'm guessing you find the same with yours, right? Yeah, like I, because it's not that it's any less in my mind, but it's just it's that feeling of we've discussed this before. Like you'll have a great riff, you have a great song, yeah, and then you'll just uh, well, this is only in my case, but you'll just chuck some words on it, and you think, ah, oh, that could have been better. Yeah, that's the thing. I mean, but that's the thing with writing a song every week is you have to do it every week. So I think for this week, for me, this isn't a song that I'll be doing loads and loads and loads with, but it's better than having no songs this week. I have a song. I have a song that I just played and, you know, that's better than no song, even if it's like doesn't have as much substance as I would normally like. Yeah, But even uh, it's the whole point of the songwriting challenge is to improve. And I feel a little bit happy in that... um, I was listening back to a couple of the first episodes that we did, mm. and I heard a couple of my off weeks from there, mm. and I wasn't that mad on them at all. Mm, right. And I've heard like old demos of songs I've written in the past before I started the songwriting challenge, and they alternate between being quite good, I would like to do something with them again, and God, burn it with fire, burn it with fire, burn it with fire. Uh, this isn't burn it with fire stage. No, no, exactly, no. Like, so even, even though I think this is one of my lesser songs... I still like it more than I, than songs I've written before the challenge. Sure, so that's evidence at least in my eyes that uh, at least for me, for me that the challenge is working. We're moving forward. I just only took forty three episodes. <laughs> <laughs> I just I find it interesting that because I I felt a little strange after I sort of dissected my song. I was like, damn, that was a short little segment. You know what I mean? And then, yeah. but I mean, lyrically, there's not that much to say about. About mine, and it, like yours was a stream of consciousness where you're going line to line to line, and mine wasn't dissimilar to that, you know. Mm. Mine was just basically I had something on my mind and I tried to articulate it as best I could, over, because like with with my songs, the the chords lead the melodies. Generally speaking, when I write, you know, yeah, you know, follow the melodies where they go, and often that influences the lyrics. So that's all I can really say, you know. These are the lyrics I got, you know, such and such. There's no real strong metaphor in my song or anything like that. It's just kind of. This is what I was feeling, you know? It's, it's kind of a, a feature for both of us. Even last week, um, uh, when I was doing that song which was specifically written about a specific thing and there were loads of things to unpick, mm. it's literally just surface level. Like, uh, <laughs> right. There's no great metaphor in it or anything. It's just some words that sounded nice this week. They happen to mean something. Exactly. And even if you don't have, like, some... No, even if you do have some huge metaphor that needs to be unpacked, which is kind of unusual for us, I suppose... It's like, how much do you want to unpack it and how much do you want to leave it for the listener to, you know, yeah, listen to? It's also the thing of, like, uh, if you go too deep into metaphors, you do end up sounding like a bit of a tit. You do. So this is a metaphor. Uh, I'm using Amelie as a metaphor for my life and my life is a metaphor for failure and triumph over coming failure, which never happens in this case. <laughs> so this is an actual fact uh, reference to the Battle of Waterloo, which is now a metaphor <laughs> for something. I don't know what I'm talking about. But you know <laughs> what I mean? a lot of metaphors. You know what I mean? Like when yeah, you go yeah. layers and layers and layers and layers into it, like, yeah, and this represents the I Ching and this represents this, that and the other and this represents a free-flowing philosophy. Exactly. So my songs are just about how I feel. Exactly, and that can be enough. That can be enough. Yes. Particularly if the tune's good, which is where we specialise. So that's it for this episode of the Weekly Song Podcast. Cheers very much for listening. Um, 
If you would like to uh, leave us a review on iTunes or on SoundCloud or a comment or anything, that would be amazing. Uh, also, if you want to get in contact with us, uh, you can send us an email at weeklysongpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, Roger, where are you at home on the internet? RogerHeathers.com. That's Roger without a D. Mm, Heathers without a Z. Fantastic. Let's cut that. RogerHeathers.com. <laughs> no, let's keep that in. Um, RogerHeathers.com. That's where they can find me. And SoundCloud. and uh, SoundCloud, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, at RogerHeathers. Fantastic. Where can they find you? Uh, they can find me on SoundCloud, which if you just look into who the Weekly Song Podcast follows, you'll find me immediately. That's right. And you've got some weekly songs that have been more fully produced up on your SoundCloud as well. Yes. This is quite old news, but yes. <laughs> <laughs> Well, we might have new listeners, you never know. Ah, fantastic. If you are a new listener, or an old listener, or a listener in general, do email in and tell us what songs you've been listening to this week and how you found the podcast. We'd be interested to know. Alternatively, if you have negative viewpoints, please email in us a long ranting email telling us what terrible people we are and why we should just grow up. Uh, so we'll see you next week for um, the finale uh, of this season essentially or at least the finale in terms of songwriting yeah writing yeah because we do these in batches of seven and then the next one is going to be our seventh song of the season that's right seventh song Oh, we made it six through seven Excellent. so join us for the seventh one fantastic see you in the future ta-ra ta-ra